Now it's time for a breakdown. You're listening to Gap to Gap, brought to you by The Breakdown. Red Sox fans have longed to hear it. The Boston Red Sox are world champions. A swing and a drive to deep right. Away back. Goal. Jason Giambi has done it. All right, welcome in to another episode of Gap to Gap. Tommy Caroselli, alongside of Gordon Von Denham, the man Jordan Whitney, and Real Seven Costanza. Gentlemen, it is a big episode today as Gap to Gap welcomes on our first ever guest in Porter Fisher, the man behind Screwball. Or not behind, but Billy Corbin's the man behind it. He's one of the main players in it. But boy, oh boy, do we have a treat for you guys. Gentlemen, Enough of me. How are you guys doing? I'm doing great. Uh, great interview with Porter. Learned a lot more than I thought I was going to do. That I mean, that the interview was great. He answered all our questions. Um, learned a lot more about the Porter project, which was awesome to hear. But uh, all in all, I, I think you guys are going to be in for a treat here. Yeah, uh, I'm doing good. Uh, you know, still packing, moving. Uh, leave this weekend to our new home in Chicago. So oh, that's right. Excited. Congrats. Yeah, looking forward to that and see how that goes. I will not be on the episode next week because I will be in Dallas. Actually, fuck it. I'll bring the microphone. Maybe I will. <laughs> oh shit. Yeah. Oh, surprise. So, but yeah, the interview with Porter was awesome. He was unbelievably candid. Uh, very well thought out. A lot of the analogies he had were both wildly entertaining uh, <laughs> as well as very good. Uh, I was really Some of the stuff when he was starting it off, I was wondering where it was going but it always seemed to end up right back at the point and i went i guess that makes sense yeah yeah um, it landed yeah so it was a good episode we definitely got a good one in stores for the listeners and hope that they'll get a chance to enjoy it all right so because of the fact that it's a shortened episode uh because of the, because i mean we talked to porter for an hour and it, and literally I mean, we looked back on it and we're like, wow, there's really nothing that we can cut out of this. This is just going to have to be a 56-minute run here. Um, so it's going to be less on the baseball content, less on the MLB content today, more Porter. We're going to get to our curtain calls at the end as per usual, but I uh, just wanted to do that up front and let you guys know up front. All right, before we get to Porter, uh, we want to let you know this interview is brought to you by T Public. Are you looking to gear up with some unique designs featuring your favorite teams, players, sayings, or movie references? Or are you trying to rep the breakdown in your hometown? Well, now you can get some of the coolest, most comfortable gear, all while supporting local artists with T Public. T Public is an internet store that fe- that features tons of unique shirt designs, and you can put them on different types of shirts hoodies, three-quarter sleeves, even swag out your dog in the new dog tee. Use our URL, bit.ly slash the breakdown store. That's the B-R-K-D-W-N store. And use that so they know that we sent you. All the sales benefit the creating artist. And if you use our link, we get a portion of it, kind of like a finder's fee. And that's bit.ly 
slash the breakdown store. And this week, Wednesday to Friday, or I'm sorry, Wednesday to Sunday, T Public is running a, a mega sale. Thirteen dollars for all all T-shirts and everything else is up to thirty-five percent off. So that's Bitly slash the breakdown store. B R K D W N. And boy, it, now. Porter Fisher in, in, in our first interview and probably the most electric interview we'll ever do. Here's Porter. All right, the breakdown in Gap to Gap is very happy to uh, announce and welcome on uh, our first guest in the history of Gap to Gap. Uh, he is uh, one of the stars of the documentary Screwball, which we talked about last week. He's the founder of the Porter Project, which is an effort to educate and promote young athletes away from the dangers of steroids, which... As a high school baseball coach, I can absolutely uh, adore and, and and Porter, you're doing the Lord's work there, ladies and gentlemen. Porter Fisher, Porter, how are you this evening? I'm doing great, guys. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Um, so, I mean, let's just start off. Uh, what was the filming process like for Screwball? Did you enjoy the whole process of it? Um, yes, I, I thought it was fantastic. Billy and the guys at Rack and Tour, uh, they really made it very, very comfortable for me. Um, it really didn't feel like I was doing a movie or anything uh, actually this big. It just felt like having a conversation with Billy and Alfred. Oh, that's awesome. Um, what, how did you feel that you were uh, represented in the documentary? Um, I, I felt I, I was I represented well. I think the guys did a good job. I didn't know. Uh, I actually didn't know that Frankie Diaz, who plays me in the movie, I didn't know that he was part of the project. I didn't know that it was going to be um, portrayed with children. But I, I loved the touch, and um, I had to get used to some things, of course. Um, <laughs> but but I, I loved the touch. I thought it was very, very uh, comedic and, and uh, a great creative uh, avenue. Yeah, and Porter, just, I, I just want to add on that, too. So, I guess, jumping off of what Tommy just asked you, so how is the story on Screwball? So, you're one-on-one with Billy here. How has that shaped your image in the Dade County, Miami, in general? Uh, and what's the follow-up end, like the positive and the negative of it? Um, well, guys, I, I, if you guys know anything about Miami, there's one thing about Miami. It's, it's a very, very large, small town. Um, Anybody that's from down here, anybody that even knows South Florida is, or born and raised, they know that there's only like a two-degree separation from anybody. That you'll be like, oh, do you know that guy? Oh, that guy from Dade? Yeah, I know that guy. Oh, that other Oh, he knows him, he knows her, so on and so forth. So it's a very, very small town. Um, I, to be honest, I, I, I still am a little gun-shy with the public um, just because there are so many um, people that know each other. And that's always been a concern for mine of mine but it's one of those kind of things why I, I'm not going to leave you know my home city right um, and I'm not going to get chased out and I, you know I hate to, you know I'm not trying to turn this serious or anything but yeah, I, I do have still have concerns so I, I read the stuff on you, you know uh, Instagram and the internet and it all seems to be you know positive uh, towards the movie uh, I, I'm more of the uh, the gullible sucker that how could somebody fall for that especially when they're from, from Miami <laughs> you know and I gotta I, I kind of have to take this as a learning lesson for me too uh, which is strange coming to, at my age and I'm still trying to learn how to navigate you know Miami and people's intentions but um, it, 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 it I think people at the end of the day they, they think that I'm very very gullible but they kind of feel sorry for me that I that, that this happened to me but they're, they're happy that I'm trying to make a positive uh, spin on it with in life with the Porter Project. So, 
Absolutely. So, question for you. Um, bef- since all of this, since uh, everything that happened back the years when this happened, uh, are you a fan of sports or are you a fan of baseball? Were you before? And if you weren't, did this like kind of sour you or leave a bad taste in your mouth? Well, it, it, well, that's the thing. Yes and no. I've always been a sports fan. I, 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 I love baseball. It was the only, it was the only game I was really even decent at, and I really wasn't that good at it anyway. But I, that's the one I like to play. Um, I love football. I love basketball. I just think it's, it, it, personally, I think it's a little hypocritical that um, you don't see about the performance enhancing drugs. They, they don't get highlighted in basketball. They don't get highlighted in, in football. Or even soccer, it's it's it's. If, if you followed the biogenesis story, it's very very prevalent in tennis, mm-hmm. at least from what I've seen. Right. <laughs> but you don't see it advertised that much. It just seems to be that base with baseball, it's targeted with baseball because baseball has that clean mom apple pie image that they keep trying to, uh, w- w- you know, for their own brand. They keep trying to perpetuate, but. I, I, I know for a fact that sometimes uh, people that, that, that uh, get caught doing the stuff don't get named in the papers because it's a media nightmare. And that sometimes uh, the, the, this is downplayed and the protocol and the, 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 the things they're trying to do to stop it is upplayed when it's just a, a lot of it's just what you hear in the media. So, again, it, it hasn't soured me on the sport. Um, I still watch boxing. I don't watch a lot of MMA, um, but I, I just like watching competition. Now, in the back of my head, do I wonder, wow, <laughs> that was the longest ball I've ever seen hit. I mean, <laughs> Jesus Christ, you know? I mean, you know, you walk up and you go, but this guy, I weigh more than that guy. How, how could he possibly, you know? And wait a minute, didn't this guy just pull his hamstring two weeks ago? And yeah. now he's out on the field doing practice again? Yeah, you have questions, especially when you see what I've seen. You have questions. But, again, when you love competition and you love sports, and to me that's it, – it's a, it's great, uh, you know, life theater, watching sports. And then so just for some of the listeners that we have who, who don't realize, so you were involved with Bosch as a customer um, of Biogenesis, correct? Yes, yeah. I was a customer first. Okay. So uh, – I guess my question is, so how did you find out about Tony Bosch and then how did that translate to you becoming a customer and then um, from there, how long did it take you to realize something was going on here? Well, uh, reverse, it took me actually probably about about two years to figure out what the whole thing was about. When I first met Tony Bosch, he was he was a uh, the doctor that uh, the, the Carbone brothers uh, put in place for the, uh, they opened up a, uh, a side business to their tanning salon mm-hmm. called Boca Body. And when they were doing the reconstructions, again, I was there every day. When they were doing the reconstructions, I was like, you know, hey, Tony, what are you doing? They're like, oh, we're going to open up a clinic, so on and so forth. I said, but what? Oh, anti-aging, so on and so forth. And I was like, well, like an HGH clinic. And again, that's legal. It's You can go into any city and go to an anti-aging clinic. It's 100% legal. I was like, oh, okay. So they were doing some construction stuff, and then all of a sudden I'd see people coming in and out. And again, that's why I first met Oogie, you know, and that's, <laughs> that, that's where he was a partner there, and he came in. And then all of a sudden, and again, I'd never met Tony Bosch. And when they opened up at the place, uh, I, 
I was kind of like I don't want to say the mascot, but they would let you know when they when they, when they had like a new bed or they had a new this. And if anything went on in Boca Ten, they were like, oh, "Hey, Porter, why don't you try this? Why don't you do this?" So I was like, oh, "Okay, great." You know, I liked it. And uh, they said, "Hey, uh, uh, why don't you go ahead and try this?" And they took my blood work and they came back and and actually they came back. I mean, Oogie came back and he's like, "Yeah, you know, you got high cholesterol. You got um, high, you know, blood sugar. You got." Uh, you know, this and that. He goes, I don't know if they can do it, but I'll ask the doctor. So I was like, okay, you know, a couple of days later. He says, yeah, yeah, no, yeah, we can see. We can do it. I said, what is it going to do? He goes, it's HGH. It's testosterone. It's going to get you bigger, stronger, faster, drop weight, so on and so forth. And great. I'm a mid, late to 40-year-old guy. That's great for me. And then all of a sudden, that's when I met Tony Bosch. And so I, I met him, and we, just like in the movie, we talked about some certain things. And I found out that he went to the same high school as me. He gave me a great price and stuff started me off on this protocol and I felt great you know the pounds came off the muscles got on and and everything was working and then they had he had a falling out with the carbones and went to open up his own business and it took me a little a couple months to find him because I wanted to continue what we're doing and I, and I was a patient of his for probably about a year maybe even a year and a couple months before he even changed the name to Biogenesis, and uh, that's something that actually Ricky Martinez did. It was Ricky's idea to change the name, and uh, doing this, doing that, I kept wanting to do the marketing for these guys. You know, I'm like, I'm looking, and, and I'm looking at the changes in me, and I'm looking at the people walking in and out the door. Was, you know, customers coming in and out, but there were no billboards, there was no pamphlets, there was no business cards, there wasn't even a sign on the front door. And so I was originally trying to talk to Tony, saying, hey, look, you could open up a couple more of these in Miami. Look you're, 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 look at all the success you're having here. You Let me do the marketing for you. We could open up other places. And I'm going, okay, great. You know, I wouldn't have to do corporate marketing. I could do something local, something I enjoy doing. And maybe I could get part, you know, part of the action, you know, some of the money for, at a different location. Maybe I'd be the manager of that location. And so I kept getting bumped off, like, yeah, yeah, we'll talk to you. Yeah, yeah, we'll talk to you. Yeah, yeah, we'll talk to you. Until one day, um, I, I got previously got hit, and hit on the street with a, uh, on a bike ride and uh, came into a couple bucks on that. And uh, just like in the movie, I, I went to Ricky. I was like, hey, look, again, hey, let me do the marketing for you. Let me do this. Let me do that. And... He's like, no, I'll talk to Tony. I was like, well, well, look, you know, why don't you let me do this ahead of time? Why don't you, I'll do, I'll pay for this myself. I just want to show you what I can do. And he's like, oh, what do you mean? No, no, what do you mean pay for it yourself? I'm like, oh, I came into a couple bucks, you know, got some money. He's like, oh, you do? That night, that's when Tony called me. Wow. You know? And again, the funny hmm. thing is that wasn't, was it a red light? Was it a red flag? Like, oh my God, he's only calling you when he knows you have money yes and no you're like okay i got his attention but i didn't i didn't realize this is a ripoff job you know yeah. I, didn't, I didn't realize and I, yeah. you know maybe tony was like ah i can't afford porter i can't do this oh wait a minute he wants to you know fund some money up and i'll make it up to him okay i'll call him so again it wasn't like a red flag like i was about to get ripped off yeah so totally. yeah yeah so that's that's, that. that's how i got to know tony so is you kind of mentioned corporate marketing in there um is that what your background was in yeah see that's the thing for a lot of years i got into marketing after i got out of the restaurant uh business and i i do uh uh like like uh gigs for you know again dell microsoft uh anheuser-busch uh science site some big name people but there would be just uh uh programs like we're going to launch this product 
So you would get on board, you'd, you'd do a great job, and in a year and a half, the program would be gone, and you'd be out there looking for another job again. So I was doing really, really good at these programs, but it was a revolving door of different programs and yeah. different agencies and different programs and different agencies. And I'm looking at myself going, God, I'm not getting any younger. This is getting old, trying to look for a job every you know, year and a half. So when I saw an opportunity to try and be the marketing guy and do the marketing for a business that I thought could be multiple business, you could expand this to Broward and, and West Palm Beach County. You could have had 10 locations, easy. Yeah, and, and I could have done that easy by just promoting the place. He, there was no website. There was nothing. And when you think about today's media, you know, just being able to hand business cards to people, going to a gym, oh, you look great. Here you go. Hey, you should come by and see me or do this or see Dr. Tony, see this, see that. I could have blown this up. I could have made this a, a, a multiple locations. Yeah, absolutely. So I say this kind of jokingly, but also serious. Given that you showed in this film so much tenacity, you were really going after Tony, trying to be his marketing guy. Have you had like companies reach out to you since this film came out? Like, shit, I like that Porter guy. He's got a lot going for him. He never well, gives up. Well, no, because I mean, the thing is, in the, in the marketing, it's Tony talking about me. So Tony's not talking very kind about me. <laughs> ah. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. it's Tony. And that's the thing. Tony goes, I and I was, yeah, Porter was like a stalker. Well, that's the funny thing is, is I was there every day to do work. Yeah. I was there every day doing business cards and doing uh, pamphlets, and I was trying to. And, and again, when I was when I found out about the steroids, I was trying to do a marketing. I was trying to figure out what the cost versus what the what the uh, the sale price should be to figure out the profit margin on these packages. I didn't know what the packages were. You know what I'm saying? I was figuring out how do you advertise this, how do you market it. So I was there every day doing my job. Lo and behold, every day I'd be like, Hey, uh, Ricky, is Tony around? No, he's not around. He's not coming in today. Well, dude, I think the guy owes me money, you know? And then, yeah. dude, is the guy coming in ever? Does he ever come to work? Where's my money? So I was there trying to do a job, but I was there every day. I can't help it if Tony views me trying to get my money back as stalking him, you know? Sure. No, that's fair. And I guess like a follow-up to that then is, so have any clients of Tony Bosch that you might have interacted with, whether in the, in the waiting area or even former MLB athletes that were named on this report, have any of them reached out to you since Screwball or since you blew this open? Um, I, I guess any reaction at all? Well, some of the clients that weren't professional athletes, um, well, I, I don't want to mess this up here, but certain clients that weren't professional athletes did reach out and mm -hmm. talked to uh, New Times and they were concerned on their involvement of the documents that I produced. Okay. Uh, because maybe it's because of their standing, like some of their, they, you know, there were police officers, there were judges, there were other people in the entertainment industry that were customers, you know. And the, here's the thing, and again, if you're a singer like John Cicada and you want to take HGH and you want to take testosterone, guess what? It's perfectly legal. Sure. All you got to do is walk up to your doctor and say, hi, do my blood work. I have low testosterone, I think. You verify it, and if I do, please, you know. Now, there's a big difference between testosterone and Dianabol and, and, and wind, Windstraw and other manufactured steroids. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? You can go to any doctor and say, a middle-aged man can walk up and say, I feel sluggish. 
and then a doctor can turn on and, and check your blood work and say, yeah, your, your testosterone levels are, are low, and he will prescribe you testosterone. That's 100% perfectly legal. You can go into any anti-aging clinic and say, hi, I'd like to look at my HDH levels, and they will give it to you. It just so happens that that shit isn't legal in professional sports. Mm -hmm, you know sure. what I'm saying? Sure. And it, it's just, I'm sorry, guys that make $40 million a year, that's the job you chose. You know? Yeah. I'm sorry. You have to wear a certain uniform when, you, when you're a professional athlete. And guess what, guys? You, there's certain things you can and can't do. You know? Mm-hmm. Just like, a, just like a uniform. I'm sorry. That's that's part of the job. But so you'd see some of these people that, that, that thought because Biogenesis got exploded, you know, uh, in, in, the, in the baseball world as, and again, it was a sham clinic because it was it was run by a guy that's not a doctor. That's the thing. <laughs> right, yeah. You know, it's, you know, it's unlicensed like Unlicensed physician. Yeah, he's well, yeah, well, no, no, he's, he's about, again, um, he's about as much of a doctor as the chair I'm sitting in. So... <laughs> Um, so that's why people wanted to distance themselves and say, like, well, you know, it, it, where are these documents? Is my name in it? Is, is, is New Times have any intention of, of letting the whole list go? Uh, what's Porter going to do with it? So on and so forth. And nobody's intentions. And again, uh, what, what's kind of sad, and I appreciate the way you guys are doing uh, our talk here. A lot of people, it, it's all, it's all seem to be focused on ball players. And my big problem was, just like I felt about myself, there's hundreds and hundreds of other victims yeah. that, watch, I'm not the only stupid guy in Dade County. <laughs> you know, I'm sure there's other people out there that thought this guy was a doctor when he walks around with a stethoscope and a doctor's, <laughs> a doctor's jacket and calls himself Dr. T. You know, if I walked around with a badge and a gun on my side and call myself Officer Porter... I'm sure I'm, I'm, I'm sure I could sucker some people into believing that that I'm that I'm a law enforcement officer. Yeah, it's yeah. Not like you're a small guy, so I'm sure that would fly. Right, I'm sitting there going. So, so I, again, some people out there, I'm sure some people knew what they were getting into before because I'm sure Tony, buddy, buddy, yeah, I'm, I'm I got some scam going. Come on by, I'll hook you up. But there's other people out there that thought they might have been going to somebody real. Yeah. Now. My problem, too, is that all these kids and parents and coaches I saw going in there, I find it very, very hard to believe that a parent said, you know what, i got to give my, my kid an edge. Let me look in the yellow pages, which is dead now, but let me Google, let me Google <laughs> high school injections for pitchers and, or, uh, and, and catchers. Let me find that doctor. These had to been mm -hmm. behind the scenes talking I can make you scouting strong. yes yeah. mm -hmm. you know what I'm yeah. saying I just don't see how somebody could ever google that or somebody yeah. could ever walk up and say watch you said you're a baseball coach could you if you wanted to could you walk in and say hi I want to I want to juice my kids let me find a doctor to do it I don't think you could <laughs> I think you'd have to know under. I think you'd have to know behind the scenes to do that, and that to me is really disturbing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. So you kind of just got into what my next question was. So obviously, you said it took you about two years to really figure out what this all was um, from the time you were a client through till when you were helping them out and doing some marketing. What was kind of your motivation? on turning was it that he owed you some money was it the morality or the guilt that you've seen children now come in there and you realize that's what's happening or was there somewhere in between well it, well here's the thing it's in between it what's a progression because again the original the original 
only reason why I even looked at these books, the only reason why I even glanced at these books, because I didn't have, I, it was Tony's office. I had no business going in there, nothing in there I really needed, you know? So I, I had no reasoning to look for anything or do anything other than the fact that the guy was trying to fuck me out of money and basically mm -hmm. saying, fuck you, I'm not giving it to you. And again, I, I'm, I don't want to, what, if somebody takes 20 bucks from you, that hurts. Somebody walks up and says, you, you, I conned you into $4,000 and now I'm never around. This business is shit. I'm not paying my rent. I'm not paying my cable bill. I'm not paying my own employees. I'm not paying the nurses. I'm not paying anybody. I'm going around and snorting all the shit. And fuck you, everybody. I was basically going, really? You know, guess what? Not me. Mm -hmm. You know? Sure. And I got to a point where I was going to go, what, what choices do I have? I've, I'd already sued somebody in my past, sued somebody, and the court says, yeah, you won. I'm like, okay, where's my money? They're like, oh, no, you still have to go get it from them. I'm like, well, what kind of, <laughs> shitty, what kind of shitty judicial system is this? I was like, I, I, I did the right thing, and I brought it to the court, and I won, and now I still have to go back and get it? And I was like, so in Bosch's case, he gives me four grand. What's my choices? Beat the shit out of the guy? Yeah. Or, or 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 fuck him up, and I'm thinking myself, ah, I'm gonna get that. I'm gonna get this guy. So I started noticing that there's no business license around. Mm -hmm. There's no this. There's no that. And again, you know, there's cuts and stuff in the in the movie. But I started figuring out that this isn't a legitimate business. So I was thinking, oh, I'll report him to the Better Business Bureau. I'll do this. I'll do that. What what can I do to hurt Tony? What can I do to hurt Tony? And it was gonna be basically a ransom thing because of that. Day, I remember that he said in the past, he was cursing out Ricky and cursing out one of the nurses. I don't need you. I don't need any of you guys. All I need is this. I could do this out of the trunk of my car. And he holds up one of his folders. So I was like, oh, this guy needs his files. That's what he huh. needs. I said, I'll jack his files. And I say, all right, motherfucker, give me my $4,000. I'll give you your <laughs> files back. That's what it was going to be. That's exactly what it was going to be. And then all of a sudden, when I, when I took his files and I started looking through them, I started going, well, okay, all right. Alex Rodriguez. And all of a sudden, it still wasn't clicking to me. I'm sitting there going, okay. And again, maybe I'm dense, but I'm going, okay, so this got this, just like in a dentist office, this dentist has a lot of hope, high profile clients. I don't know what they're doing. I know what I'm doing. I don't, I'm not really, okay, so I figured out there's different packages. There's AA package, there's, which is anti-aging. There's SP packages, which is sports performance. There was this and that. And there was, when I was doing this, I there was a little section um, called RPO, and when I asked Ricky what RPO was, who these clients were in RPO, and he he told me that that was set up for real players only. Oh, okay. And that's where all the ball players, and that's where all the athletes were, were set in. So I so I thought to myself, well, maybe the guy's just sectioning off his XL. You know, these guys are cops. These guys are judges. These guys are entertainers. These guys are. Are, are sports athletes. It, yeah. It's not. It's not. I mean, I might do the same thing if I had a business. You know, I might. I might do the same exact thing. Again, I'm not clicking here. So, all of a sudden, I started looking around this and that. And I see Alex's name, this and that, and it, then it reminds me. It says, "All I need is this and that." So I was sitting there going, "Okay, you know what? I'm just gonna, you know, ransom his fucking files." And fuck you, dude. I'm gonna get the four thousand dollars. When I brought the stuff home, and I'm like. Again, he said something to me a long time ago when, it, when I first met him. And he said something, he goes like, oh, yeah, Tony Bosch. And I'm like, okay, yeah. He goes, where'd you go to school? I go, Columbus. And he goes, yeah, I went there too. I'm like, okay. And he goes, do you know who I am? I'm like, no. 
<laughs> he goes, baseball? And I'm sitting there thinking to myself, <laughs> he just said to me, he just fucking said to me, you went to Columbus, I went there too. So I'm thinking, okay, so this jack-off was, was played baseball for the team. Okay, so I thought he played baseball for, for Columbus. But now that I had his files and we kept saying, oh, that's all I need, that's all I need. And he always seemed to be very interested in ESPN. He, when, um, I, I, I'm not sure, uh, Melky Cobera, when he got busted, he kept saying, looking at the screen, you know, and kind of like laughing and going, ah, shaking his head, shaking his head. So I'm sitting there going, and I just turned around and Googled Anthony Bosch on Google. And lo and behold, the article came up from Miami Herald and mm -hmm. ESPN and New Times from when Manny and his dad got busted. You know what I'm saying? Yep. I didn't even yeah. know about that shit. And I was like, oh, okay. So I looked at the articles, and the only real articles that kept coming up was the ones with ESPN and the ones with uh, uh, New Times. So I sent an email to ESPN saying, hey, uh, I want to talk to you about an article you did with Tony Bosch or something. I, I think I might have some concerns because I'm thinking to myself, I think the guys, because now I'm sitting there going, after seeing the article, I'm going RPO and I'm seeing these ball players, And I'm going, okay, I think this guy's doing the same fucking thing, right? So I call up ESPN and ESPN says to me, he goes, oh, we don't give out our, our, our information on our riders, so on and so forth. Please send your stuff to info. Mm -hmm. dot com okay. and then I'm thinking to myself well I can't call FBI because I turned it around and I looked that in the same articles where FBI was investigated Bosch before and dropped the case and then I started now I'm starting to think I'm going wait a minute I've seen cops in there I right, call Gables Police Department I can't go to them now huh. and so I turned around and I emailed Tim Elfrink at the New Times I said hey I yeah. think I gotta need to talk to you about something so on and so forth and I did under a, a different email a, a, a totally different email a totally different Yahoo account because again I was sitting there going oh god what have I gotten myself into and I turned around and I uh, he turns on calls me and goes yeah I want to talk to you and so I, I bring one of these days I bring him to stuff and I'm looking at him and then that's when he goes yeah and I'm like yeah but you know so and so football isn't it legal and he goes Porter this guy's not even a doctor <laughs> and I was like, what? I go, the guy's not even a doctor. And the first thing I thought, I was like, motherfucker's sticking me with stuff and he's not a doctor? And then the very second thing I thought of, the very second thing I thought of was like, wait a minute, I just saw kids in there. What Shit. the fuck? Yeah. What the fuck? Some guy's injecting little kids with fucking whatever? Yeah. And he's not a doctor? Now watch, again, it, it, let's pretend you went to a dentist. And you went to a dentist and he filled a cavity. And he filled it okay, and it was good. It's fine. It's a good cavity. But then two days later, somebody walks in and goes, oh, hey, hey, Tommy, I just want to let you know, that guy that filled your cavity, yeah, yeah what about it? You, do you like it? Yeah, it feels great. He's a fucking mechanic down the street <laughs> at, at fucking Tire Plus. You'd be like, what? You pretended to be a mechanic? You had my mouth open? You filled me with cavity? What the fuck do you know about that? You'd be pissed. And so I was, I was like, wait a minute. So this guy's been doing this, and this guy doesn't even have any business doing this shit? And I'm going, okay, hold on a second. Somebody needs to do something here. So that's when I was going, Tim, whatever the fuck you need, I'll get it for you. And Tim's, yeah. and that's the thing, nobody knew shit yet. Nobody knew shit yet. Ta Bosch wasn't on to me. Ricky wasn't on to me. I, hadn't told, I haven't told him to go fuck himself yet. But so Timmy, Tim goes, hey, do me a favor. And he writes down a list of some names. He goes, can you go and see if these files, there's files on these guys? 
And I was like, yeah, yeah. So I walk back in, normal. Hey, hey, how's it going? Hey, where the fuck is Tony? Oh, he's off, whatever. Okay, fine. Okay, see, so looking through files. I'm going, yeah, right back to Tim. Yeah, this guy was here. This person was here. This person wasn't here, so on and so forth. Because Tim was doing his own investigation. Yeah. It wasn't until the very end when I finally got the guy. I finally, Tony was came back from an all-star game. And I caught his ass. And I was like, hey, I need to talk to you. He's like, what? I go, where the fuck is my money? You know, and he's like, oh, I'm Dr. Tony Bosch. What are you going to do about it? <laughs> well, not, watch. Not, 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 watch. That's a bow up situation. You know what I'm saying? That's a bow up situation where I'm like, okay, all right. Okay, motherfucker. So I just, I'd let it all loose. I'm like, Tim, what, what do you need to bust this motherfucker? Because <laughs> I'm going to destroy this guy. That's, that was my mindset. But, yeah. So it was based on revenge. But at the end of the day, I was a victim because I'm, maybe I'm stupid. But there's a lot of other adult victims out there. They're probably just as stupid as me, but they're kids out there. And this guy has no business doing that. And I found some other disturbing shit that I don't even know how you say it. But if you went to a drug dealer and he, a, a, a drug dealer that promoted himself as a drug dealer, as a great drug dealer, and he gave you baking, so, baking soda, the guy's not even a good drug dealer. Yeah. At the end of the day, at the end of the day, Tony, he was filling up syringes with saline water uh, and, and giving them to people as HGH, yeah. as testosterone. So the guy wasn't even a good drug dealer. Oh, my gosh. You know what I'm amazing. saying? And so I'm sitting me, there going, yeah, all right, go ahead. So <laughs> let me ask you this. Um, when he would do blood work, this is something we talked about on last week's episode. Do you think he like knew what he was reading or it was just like, hmm, okay, yeah, this is, this is blood work? What? This is red. This is blood. Yeah. <laughs> well, here's the thing. At first, I would have said yes, but the funny thing is, is when I went to my real doctors later, they're like, uh, you, when they call it hemocrit or hemocrit or something like that, they're like, your blood is unbelievably thick. And I was like, oh, really? Is that good? And I'm like, no, it's bad. You know, clog up your heart and give you a heart attack. I said, well, why is my blood so thick? And they're like, well, it comes from high testosterone levels. Oh, shit. And creatine levels. And she goes, do you take a lot of uh, uh, pre-workout stuff? I go, yeah, but I'm not taking protein. I'm just taking like, you know. the, the Basically caffeine. Yeah, yeah, the uber caffeine little sports mm-hmm. drinks you take. I said, I- I'm not taking any protein. She's like, well, you- you- yours is unbelievably high. And I was like, Really? And, and But that was because of the testosterone. Yeah. And I was wow. like, okay, well, how do I lower that? And she goes, well, the quickest way to lower that is go give blood. Go give blood so your blood is really thin and then it, it regenerates, you know, yeah. some news. I was like, okay, thank God. But again, no, I don't think – I think he knows as much as you – if I gave you a, a cheat sheet on how to read blood, I can read blood just as well as Tony does. I can because I, 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 I know his books. I've seen his books and I still have his you know, so I know it. So I, I, I have the blueprint on how to read it. If I turn on and gave you a blueprint on what are the things you need to look for, if I said if the guy's testosterone level is between this range and this range, or his white blood cell count is between this range and this range, or if his, you know, if I gave you ranges and I said, you know, on the low side or on the high side, this person's not a candidate. Yeah. You could do it. Yeah. Th- that's what these nurses did. Th- when I say nurses, there was only one nurse. There was three other girls that worked there that weren't even nurses. Oh, my Holy God. Holy shit. You know what I'm, so you know what I'm just... saying? They, they had no med- One owned a sub shop, a fucking sub shop, <laughs> and she was she, she was she was she was pulling out syringes, and she was injecting people and, with syringes. Oh and God. the girl that, that, 
the, the only reason why the blood work came through one chick that worked there is because she's the one that had the contact at the blood farm, or I don't want to just love yeah, blood she, farm she, too, at the blood work lab that yeah, she goes, yeah. oh, so they were charging 275 300 bucks for a, a blood panel that only really cost 75 bucks. Okay. Oh, my god. So gosh. jumping off the blood work example then, so, because we kind of hinted at it, so if Dr. T isn't really looking for anything in the blood, do you think he kept that more as collateral for the higher, um, for the, I guess, the RPO clients? So in case anyone turned on him, he could say, I have his blood and he was doing this. Or in case anything came out, he'd have that collateral damage to present to kind of save himself. Or do you think that's just me thinking too far ahead and giving Tony way too much credit? I think you're giving him way too much credit. I really think you should open up your clinic because I'm telling you that I think you, you're giving him way too much credit. I don't think he looked at it like that. I think there, there were certain things like, when I first did my blood work, and, and again, Oogie gave it to Oogie. Right. Um, I, I think there's certain identifiers that are red flags like, oh, this guy's cholesterol is way too high. You know, like way, way, way too high. Right. But the funny thing is, is Oogie said it was too high, and he says, I'll have to check. And then all of a sudden, Tony goes, oh, no, I can work with it. So wait, Porter, I, I understand, but you're saying Oogie, the guy that was making fucking HGH in a bathtub, was the one that was checking the blood <laughs> No, no, but, but see, but again, watch, that's the shit I didn't know at the time. At the funny, <laughs> I didn't know at the time. O- Oogie used to own a liquor store down on Kendall, and he met Pete because Pete lived down on Kendall. And that's the Carbone, and, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. And that's how I thought that, that Pete... Uh, it was Pete and Anthony and, and, and Oogie, George, going into business and doing this Boca Body thing. And they and I figured that they subletted it or they subbed out, you know, doctors that came in there and, and were going to do this, you know, anti-aging clinic. I figured, wow. I thought that's the first time I'd ever been in or on the inside on how something like this works. I know that, again, there was a girl there that, that, that knew Oogie and she's the first one that ever taken, that took my blood, but she was... A, a, supposedly a real nurse. You know okay. what I'm saying? So, again, if you go to... Uh, but this was, this was the woman that was doing BMTs on the side at Subway, right? She was the one that owned a sub No, shop. no, 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 no. This, the, the one at Boca Body, that girl, she didn't go over, she didn't work with Tony later. Oh, okay, the, the, the first girl that ever took my blood was supposed to be, was supposedly a real nurse. Okay? Okay. But she worked for Oogie, so I don't know where the fuck Oogie met her. And, and again, a lot of these people down here, you're a doctor. You would think that you make that enough enough money to, to that to be your solo job. But I could put an ad in the paper right now and say, medical director needed. Somebody with a medical license with a, with a, a live prescription pad or, or able mm-hmm. to write prescriptions. And I could turn around and open up a clinic myself and turn around and say, hi, yes, we need a medical doctor to review blood work. And my business would be 100% legal with the state, with the law, anything. Do you know what I'm saying? I wouldn't have to know jack shit about it. As long as a doctor says, yeah, you can inject this guy with testosterone or HGH or some other shit and you won't kill him. As long as I have somebody to say that, then, then, then it's a legit business. And I think that's what a lot of these businesses say going, well, it, if, if this isn't going to kill him, right? No? Okay, well, we'll just do it. Tony said something at a, at a, at a Coconut Grove, uh, I'm sorry, the, the Key West Film Festival, when somebody got on him. I don't know why Billy 
met up with him and did a, a Q&A afterwards. But, <laughs> uh, again, I do want this Billy Steele. Um, somebody asked him, they're saying, don't you feel bad about doing that to kids? Because how do you know that y- you haven't affected them later on down the, in their life? Right. And uh, Bosch goes, oh, no, 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 I know. It's safe. Nothing will happen to them. Uh-huh. And again, that infuriates me. That infuriates me because there's show me one single study on what steroids does to a 13-year-old boy. Yeah, right. Yeah. Because because You're, you could ne- you could never have that study because no no funding would ever go, "Hey, we're going to take this group of kids and give them steroids and we're going to give this group of kids <laughs> and give them placebos and see and see what happens to them 10 years later." Nobody would ever fund that. For, so for him to say that shit yeah. Is batshit crazy. Yeah, it right. just goes to show how much he doesn't know about what he's doing. Absolutely. You know? And I mean, I remember even being in school, they didn't want you lifting weights till you were like 16. Never mind fucking filling yeah, your body with yeah. testosterone. Remember, remember, yeah, remember they said it'll stunt your growth, yeah. it'll compress yeah. your back. Remember yeah. all that? Yeah. Yeah. Jeez. So, uh, question for you about one of the more premier uh marquee names in this documentary as well in this whole biogenesis scandal uh, about Alex Rodriguez and you just spoke about him he's obviously very big in the Miami community and oh, yeah. I know that he has an involvement with the University of Miami have you ever tried reaching out to them or do you think that there's going to be a point maybe even after this documentary where maybe even the university would try and distance themselves see again I would love to see that happen I, I, I would love to see that happen, but I think if I knocked up on the if I knocked on the door of UM, I don't know that I have enough juice. Yeah, I, I just don't think I do. I think they'd be like, okay, you know, okay, let's just deal with Porter one on one. If there was a community raising their hand saying, yes, yeah, is unfair. This is so on and so forth. But what's weird is Alex is beloved in the, in the Latin community. Yeah, right. So. It's not like you can get a whole bunch of people saying, oh, yeah, we don't want Alex there, so on and so forth. In Miami, Especially the Latin community South. likes him. Mm-hmm. And then the, the non-Latins, and again, I'm, my grandmother's from Cuba. So I'm saying, so the, even the non-Latins, the, it's not like, oh, well, you were University of Miami. We're a private university. Um, as long as it wasn't on USA Today or the, the Washington Post, we're a private university. We take private donations. We have private boosters. Yeah. That... Alex funded a lot of money back in the day mm-hmm. to have his name on there. I just think it's unbelievably ironic that would you ever have the Jeff, Jeffrey Epstein Stadium, Ooh, no. you, know, yeah. on, you know, at UCF? No, of course <laughs> not. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> no, that's uh, a good point, yeah. You, I'm just, you just wouldn't have it. You just Somebody that goes, it's a learning. And, and guess what? When you take a test, I think it's still true. When you take a test, there's a monitor there so you don't cheat. Yeah. I think I think you can't take notes when you you know bring in notes and write them on your arm when you're in school. In school is about learning. It's not about cheating. And it's funny that the biggest cheater in the game at the time and probably still go down as one of the bigger cheaters mm-hmm. has his name on the baseball stadium saying, "Hey guys, fuck doing it the right way. Do what I did. <laughs> you know? Do it. Do you know? Do what I did. You know." And I just yeah. think it's unbelievably ironic that the University of Miami doesn't go. You know what? Uh, on the better side of valor, maybe just move his name to I don't know the dugout. 
You know, yeah. let's move his name the, to the, the to, clubhouse. To, yeah, yeah, the clubhouse, the weight room, the, the weight room, the, the Alex Rodriguez. <laughs> yeah, the Alex Rodriguez uh, men's plan. bathroom at the student at the student union. You know, something like that. <laughs> not 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 right there, right on US one when people drive by. But he drives by, uh, sees his name right there. I just yeah. think it's ironic, and that that was the initial reason that I ever got in touch with Billy Corbin, because I was driving around and. I heard Billy on a local radio station. He, he does something on Fridays with a certain radio station. He was talking. And he was talking about University of Miami and so on and so forth. And he, was, and he was pretty gutsy about some of the stuff he was saying. He was, you know, trashing him about some stuff and, and you know, telling him his opinion. I'm going, wow, this guy has no fear in Miami radio. He's just calling out University of Miami. And usually you don't do that. Sure. So that's when I called Tim Elfrink and I said, hey, you know Billy Corbin? He goes, yeah, he's a friend of mine. I said, can you set up an introduction? He was like, yeah, sure, no problem. And that's when, how I first met Billy. Hmm. Wow, okay. How's your uh, relationship with Billy nowadays? Um, good. I, I mean, I, I, don't, I, don't, I, I don't talk to him as much as I used to. I mean, with all, now that the movie's out, and we talked a lot right before the premiere at uh, Toronto Film Festival and the Miami Film Festival and other ones, but we, you know, we don't... I, I, he's, you know, Billy's always doing something. He was working on, while we're doing the premieres for... Uh, Screwball, he was already ready, getting ready to release uh, my uh, Magic City Hustle. I'm sure he's got tens, di- ten different things working in the, in the works. So, but he has my number. I have his. I could probably call him up if you know at eleven o'clock at night if I wanted to, and he could do the same with me. So I guess a question then after. So, how did the obviously Screwball definitely helped get your name out there and your message? How did the Porter Project come to be? And the main target demographic, obviously, is the kids. But was this, did this help the Porter Project immensely, or did you start this after the documentary, or was this something that you were working on before? No, actually, this is something I was kicking around, um, and, and I, I actually launched it in 2014, and I did it with um, a friend of mine. Her name is Tara. She lives in Minnesota. Um, she was helping me out because I had to kick it off somebody and I had to bounce, you know, mm-hmm. some of my ideas off somebody and, and, and she's a good girl and she's a good friend. And so I would say, Hey, am I crazy here? Am I thinking this and that? But I wanted to, with, you know, I was getting pulled into court by MLB. There was still so much stuff going on and, and, and I felt very alone. And I'm going, there's got to be a silver lining. Why did I do this? Right. What, you know, and I'm, and I'm sitting there thinking to myself, well, I wasn't just going to walk away. What's, What's what's the end game? I mean, what's the payoff? What? Uh, wh- why did I do this? Mm-hmm. And so I go, well, you know what? At the end of the day, what couldn't you let go? You know what? Again, the four grand could have been a write-off. At the, what do I care if Joe Schmo, cop guy, takes steroids? What what? And again, baseball players, you want to jeopardize your forty million dollar contract? You know, that's your you're going man. But I couldn't get off of the kids. Right. And I was like, you know what? What, what if I did, how can I help this? What can I do? What if I did like a foundation to, to, to help kids uh, stay away from steroids? So I started looking up online and I ran into the Taylor Hooten Foundation. And I read the, about the Taylor Hooten f- story. And again, not great, but a tragic story. And, and Mr. Hooten, Don Hooten, um, attributes steroids to, you know, to the loss of his son. And I read the story and I, and I looked at it and I was like, uh, you know what? I think I can help. I think I can do something, and I think I can be a little bit more relevant to the kids than, than Don is. And Don's got a great, he has a great relationship with MLB, and he does a lot of great work. I just thought I would be a different angle. 
because again, I'm a little bit more loose and a little bit more cussy. Than the, than, <laughs> well, if that's even you a fit word. Well, with us. Sure yeah, yeah, yeah. I was gonna say I'm a, you know, again. So I'm like I'm, I, I'm not the black sheep, but I think I could relate to these guys a little bit more. And so I thought I'll go. Okay, what's my target? Well, my target isn't the regular guy. If, if you're a 40 year old man and you're sluggish and you don't get it up in the bedroom anymore, you want to do this, you want to do that. That's your own business. I don't give a shit about that. But if you're a ball player and you're, you're set to a certain standard of rules and you're supposed to f- follow the rules to cash that paycheck and we're all looking at you like as a role model, I do have a problem with that. But I have a bigger problem with parents and coaches telling their kids and raising their kids that, that cutting corners and cheating is the way to go. So I said, you know what, let me focus on, let me focus on the athletes and the kids, but, more, but, but like a 10- 90 like 10 percent athletes and 90 percent kids yeah so that's when i did the porter project but what's wild is i still have been kind of hiding under a rock and and th- there are people out there that still to this day some people called up billy that that are really really interested in on what i'm doing uh that were involved in the story that you know the carbones and the joneses and so on and so forth and you know they they try and track my social media they try and track people track people that that follow me on social media just to see what i'm up to so it's weird that that I'm still a threat to them, um, but I'm not. I'm just tr- I'm trying to do my own thing now. I'm trying to to make to educate kids that guys, this isn't the way to go, sure. and you can get where you need to go. You don't do this. Just don't do this. I'm not going to try and you know sk- do scare stories like you're going to hang yourself and you're going to you're going to wake up one day with no balls or anything like that. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> I'm going to do that. But but you have no idea what this stuff is doing. It can can do to you. There's never been any studies on it, and you don't know who you're going to. If your parents tell you that you're not good enough now, and you haven't even reached your, your full potential, and but you should inject yourself with this, then then you need to talk to somebody you do trust, like a you know a priest or a, a teacher or something like that. And when people say, "Why are you so passionate about it? Or what's the big deal?" I go back to something I thought of way back then. Would you ever recommend that a 12 year old girl gets a boob job? No. Okay. Probably not. No. No. Okay. Okay. Why not? It's just not natural for that age. Okay. Keep going. But what? But what? <laughs> at, at twelve years old, at twelve. What? At twelve years old, they haven't developed yet. You no. don't know what their potential is. Why in the world would you ever walk up to to to, to a, a a young kid who's going through puberty, who's growing and this and that, and say, you know what? Let's mess up the whole dynamics of your system and let's start injecting things you don't know what it's going to do and so for it blows my mind that a parent would say to their own child i'm i i could potentially fuck you up you know let's let's start doing this and again this isn't made in some kind of reputable lab tony wasn't getting from some like great lab that are there great labs i don't even know but he was getting for some dude that was making it, mixing up in a bathtub in his garage. <laughs> what the fuck? You know, I mean, oh, we got it from Uncle Tito. Well, what does Uncle Tito know about steroids? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's just really messy. And, and, and people go, oh, it's crazy. That's Miami. That's Miami. It's not just Miami. It's in every big city all over the place. If you think this is only a Miami thing or this is a Florida man thing, you're wrong. And people read the reviews and they go, oh, that's so Miami, that's so Florida. You're crazy. You're wrong. It's happening in Atlanta, Orlando, Charlotte, North Carolina. Anywhere there where there's competition 
Anywhere there's a real competition for people to make it to the next level, that's where biogenesis is. Yeah. That's where Tony Bosch is. You know, there's somebody else. This is where people are making steroids and doing stuff in a, in a shack, you know, in a bathroom, in, in, in a side room. It, it's all over the place. Yeah, totally get it. So then, uh, question that I have for you, kind of going off that, learning, trying for us to learn a little bit more about the Porter Project, is what's next for you? Are you are you trying to do uh, you know open speeches, or you can go to teams and speak to them? Are you traveling to high schools? Kind of what's next for the Porter Project, and how do you get that exposure and get that um, attention that a something as important as this deserves, considering no one's really talking about it. Well, hopefully stuff just like we're doing today, guys, and, and just like the movie brings out, uh, will raise awareness about it. Yes, you're right. What I'd like to do, the goal is for me to work together. Again, I have to work out a format and work out um, what I'd like to say and what I think would be impactful in a, in, a, in a short amount of time. But I'd like to go to schools and I'd like to do, you know, I don't know if they still call them rallies anymore. But I'd like to sit back and bring the, some of the teams in. I, I did go to a Taylor Hooten uh, speech. I thought it was very, very good. Uh, he had gone to a certain college. I'd like to mimic that. I'd like to go something like that, but my message would be just a tad bit different. Um, baseball camps. Yeah. Football camps. Different youth organizations. I'd like to go there and speak to them. And again, I, I don't, I don't, it's hard for me to, to formulate it. That's what my goal is. And hopefully I can do that a little bit more of that in the next year. I just sponsored a, a it was a, a small in Coconut Creek wiffle ball league. Hmm. And it was great. I went out. I went out there a couple of times to watch these kids play, and it was just nice to see these guys have a good time and have fun. And they were joking around, and they're they're playing baseball, and they're joking around with me. Um, I talked to one of the parents, and they said, "Hey, you know, uh, maybe you could come and speak to the, uh, the players and the uh, the coaches and the parents uh, for the little league team." the little league uh, session that's going on in February. I said, I'd love to. Um, it, it's, it's a slow process. Again, it's, it's me by myself these days, but um, that's what I'd like to do. And that's what my goal is. I just, uh, I thank you for bringing in the awareness to it, but that's uh, it's baby steps. Definitely. All right. One last question for you, Porter. It is the seat geek question. Uh, put in the promo code breakdown and you can get $20 off your seat geek for your first seat geek purchase. Um, if you could give advice to yourself, at, like when you, you first went up to Dr. Tony Bosch's office and you had that meeting where he said, you know, Columbus High School, if you could go back and talk to that version of yourself, what advice would you tell yourself? Well, you, you, I'd probably say evaluate the words. Don't be excited about the end. Uh, look at the journey. you. Because, again, if, if sitting back, I should have been more aware of what he was saying. I should have looked, put, you know, two and two together at the time. I was just was more so excited about what the end result was going to be. I was going to be, I was going to be Sylvester Stallone. I was going to look great. I was going to look fantastic. I was going to drop weight, so on and so forth. So I think sometimes that relates to the kids and some of these athlete, young athletes. They go on. I want to make the big leagues. I want to make, you know, I want to make it to college. That they think. I'll do whatever it takes. And you hear people say it all the time, I would do whatever it takes. But they don't listen to the advice that's given to them. They don't listen to the words that they're saying. When, when a coach says to a player, even any player, and, and other, other people of coaches have said this, when they say to a player, you need to get bigger, you need to get bigger, you kind of kind of stand back and it's not, they're not saying get bigger at any cost. They're not saying cut corners. 
get as big as you can. They're saying you just need to get bigger. You need to work harder. So you, uh, my advice to me was like, stand back and, and again, quit being such a sucker. <laughs> you know, not 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 everybody's is. You know, I, I I try and look at the good in people, but guess what? There are bad people out here. So uh, take a step back and listen to what's being said to you rather than the end result. Definitely, and I love how you worded that because that's something that, as a coach that when I have my end of the year meetings with players and they they ask like, what can I do for next year? I've been guilty of saying, you know, hey, let's just get bigger this this offseason, get bigger. And I've caught myself, you know, saying, honestly, uh, in the last year or so, I've caught myself, you know, exp- instead of saying just leaving it at get bigger, I kind of explain how. So I, I like how you worded that. I like uh, that message. Um, well, and again, I'd love to take credit for that, but, but that my friend Tara, she, she, when we were working on it, she told me that her son's coach told him that. And that when he came home and he's, he was like, Mom, I, I, how do I get bigger? How do I get bigger? She's saying, she told me, she goes, I'm lucky he asked me because if a coach just says that, it's how do you get, some kids just go, well, how do you get bigger? Maybe they just look on their phone. How to get bigger? Hmm. And you don't know what's, what's, what's going to happen. You just sure. don't know where they're going to get information from. So, again, I think what, what you're doing uh, and taking the time saying, hey, you need to get bigger, and here's some great ways to do it. Definitely. You know, is, is, is much more what a coach does coaching you through sports and coaching you through life. So, great job on that. Absolutely, and thank you very much. And thank you for joining us, Porter. We obviously love the Porter Project. We love Screwball. And obviously, really appreciate your time. Where can people learn more about you, uh, learn more about the, the Porter Project? What can we do to help you out and help promote the Porter Projects? Well, I think if, if you're going on the website, you can go to www.theporterproject.org. Uh, uh, or you can visit me on Instagram, Facebook, or uh, Twitter at The Porter Project. Awesome. I'd love to have more people ask me questions, and I've had a great time today, guys. Thank you. Absolutely. Yeah, Hopefully. Appreciate the time, boy. Yeah, definitely, and I appreciate having you on. Jordan, any uh, closing remarks? No, thank you for coming on, Porter. Appreciate you talking to us, uh, and hope that what you're able to do and what the Porter Project is trying to do is able to continue to grow. And uh, thank you for being involved in Screwball. It was very funny, very entertaining, but obviously then stepping back and kind of looking at everything, realizing this is a serious subject matter. Um, It was nice to get the chance to chat with you and uh, pick your brain about some stuff. Great, guys. Thank you so much again for having me. Yeah, thanks for being a part of it. All right, big shout-out to Porter, and that interview was also brought to you by us here at The Breakdown Sports, and we want to let you know that we're giving away tickets. You want to go catch the New York Mets? You want to go meet the Mets? You know, consistent listeners will know that. New ones, you guys will catch on. (laughs) You can enter at our Twitter, at our Instagram, at our Facebook, at the underscore breakdown, and enter for a chance to go see the August 29th Mets-Cubs game. Both teams making a playoff push. I know the Mets are kind of beating up on my Indians right now, but uh, we'll see. Indians are going to get it back. And you can meet the fucking Mets on August 29th. Retweet retweet our pinned tweet. uh, Share the story. Tag friends. You can get up to five entries per platform, and you can add an additional entry if you leave a review for any of the Breakdowns podcasts. That's us and End to End Puck Talk, and you can screenshot that review, tweet it to us, let us know, and again, up to five entries per platform. And boy, it's going to be a great game. Mets are playing good baseball. Cubs are playing good baseball. Go see it live. Why not? Lower bowl seats. Shoot. Uh, so, yeah, enter today. Gentlemen, it's time for our, our famous curtain calls. Again, new listeners, you guys got to know, this is our uh, 
This is our ending segment every week. We give a hot take to go out on. Um, and, and seven, why don't you lead us off? All right. Um, yeah, so for those of you who didn't listen to the last episode when we broke down Screwball, uh, I jokingly said for content purposes, I would be juicing on A-Rod's regiment, so I would be a brick shit house come, well, what I say, October? Yeah. So I'll yeah. scrap that idea after uh, speaking for an hour with Porter uh, on this interview. Um, all joking aside, uh, check out the Porter Project. Gives all the kids out there listening, everyone that is trying to get an edge that you don't need steroids. I certainly don't. I'm fine being a uh, slim young man, as uh, Jordan pointed out in the last episode. <laughs> and I will continue living my life that way. Um, but yeah, so I will not be juicing for content purposes. I will not be juicing at all. Um, but yeah, go check out the Porter Project and support him in that way and support yourself and your local community and stay off the roids. Jordan, go ahead. Yeah, so this week for my curtain call, I'm actually going to be throwing it back. Just kind of want to remind a couple people that I've been on the Cardinals since April. You could listen to episode one through, I don't fucking know, episode seven. Uh, I was pounding the drums for the Cardinals, and look at here we are coming into the end of August, and the Cardinals are still in first. Uh, NL Central is very tight, but I'm going to ride the hot hand. I'm going to stick with the team I've been backing. I'm going to say that the Cardinals hold off the Cubs. I don't think there will even be a needed for a playoff game to determine the winner. I think that the Cardinals will hold this and take the division uh, on their way to the playoffs. They're 8-2 and two in their last 10, and they are on fire. They're one of the best teams at home this year, uh, and I'm just going to keep riding the hot hand there. All right, I'll close the show. Uh, my Cleveland Indians are going to re-sign the man they got at the deadline. It's going to Yaziel Puig is going to be an Indian for the next three years, and let me tell you, I can't wait for it. I was so iffy on Yaziel Puig, and I've seen him for all of what is it? Two? It's the tw- we're recording on the twentieth, so I've seen him for three weeks exactly now, minus four days. Um, and you can just you can just take all the energy that he brings and, and bottle that and that's me in a nutshell and I love it and I want the Indians to 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 keep him around. So so with him resigning a 3-year deal, do they get a sponsor from Phillips and Relco so when he shaves in the dugout in between innings? Is it a one blade? <laughs> well, I mean, all right, if you want if you want we want to play uh, dugout games here, is Yankee Stadium about to get a sponsorship from Craftsman cuz Brett Gardner is doing <laughs> testing out the structural integrity of every single dugout. Oh my god! I kind of just want to talk about Brett Gardner for a moment here, and him just repeatedly banging that bat on the ceiling. That has been so much fun over the last few weeks. Let Brett bang. No, fuck <laughs> Brett Gardner. Yeah, I, I'm not. I'm not a fan of it either, Tommy. Um, okay, I think okay. it is absurd. No, but it's been comedy when he got when the first base hump threw him out. Joe Cozzi. Uh, <laughs> Was that last week or over the weekend? That was, was against the Indians this dying. weekend. Phil Cuzzy threw out oh half the, the Yankees, uh, half the roster. <laughs> Let Brett bang. You have my support, Brett. All right. Here's, it was fucking hilarious the first time when uh, Boone went out and said, there, you guys are savages out there. It was hilarious. But then he did it again, and then he did it against Cleveland. And now it's just, to me, it's tired at this point. I hope he does it in the playoffs. I really want to see that happen in the playoffs. (laughs) And that concludes another fantastic episode. Uh, Thank you 
to uh, T Public. Thank you to the breakdown for for giving those tickets up to us. And thank you, a huge, huge, huge thank you to Porter Fisher and the Porter Project. Uh, you know, I think I said it in the in the beginning of the interview. Out here doing the Lord's work and keeping kids uh, away from, from the danger of steroids. And as a coach, I can absolutely appreciate that. So shout out to Porter. Shout out to you guys all for listening. Seven Jordan. Shout out to you guys for for putting up with my annoying ass. We'll see you guys next week, right here on Gap to Gap. See you. Feel a drip on the strip. It's a trip. Ladies have dress, full of your quip, and they be screaming out. So I'm thinking I'ma scoop me something hot in this south. Some rain game melting pot. Hottest club in the city, and it's right on the beach. Temperature, get the yard. It's about to reach 500 degrees in the